My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Mmm, ooh, guy, you have great questions. Again, who in the hell writes these questions? I know you do, but my God, these are great. Um, wow. Uh, I thought this was going to be an easy question. Usually you get to the last question. It's like, just take it home. Um, that is a really good question. So there's a lot that you can do by just doing and kind of taking your education um, into your own hands. And so... Yo, welcome to another episode of Tiny Giants, the creator economy show that's about careers over celebrity. I am your host, T. Adeola, your favorite former 400 pounder getting you fit on all things creator economy. So you just heard a snippet, a taste from today's guest, Mr. Lindsey Gamble. Lindsey Gamble is the Associate Director of Influence Innovation at Maverick, an all-in-one influencer marketing platform. With years of experience working with top enterprise consumer brands on influencer marketing campaigns, Lindsay uses his deep understanding of the creator economy to help brands experiment and break into new trends in the creator economy. In addition to his work at Maverick, Lindsay also publishes a weekly newsletter, keeping readers updated on the latest news, trends, and insights in the creator economy. Lindsay's expertise has been recognized by several industry publications, with Business Insider naming him as a rising star in the creator economy and LinkedIn naming him as one of the top voices in the creator economy. His insights have also been featured in digital publications such as Vogue Business, Adweek, The Drum, and Marketing Brew. When he's not working with clients, Lindsay also partners with brands like L.L. Bean, Everyman Jack, and Alagash Brewing on sponsored content as a creator. Next, my conversation with tiny giant, Lindsay Gamble. Lindsay, thanks so much for joining me. Man, I'm happy to be here. Yes, yes. I am excited for this one, folks, because, you know, it's rare that you have someone with your experience who's hitting on both sides of the fence, right? So not only are you on the agency side, but you're also a creator yourself. It's like that old biggie line. I'm not only a client, I'm the player president, you know what I'm saying? So we got the chairman of the board in the building, but no one starts off where you are, right? Everybody has an origin story. So tell us that story. Take us on that journey because, you know, in theory, you could have done anything, right? You could have been, you know, a writer. You could have been a musician. You could have been the president. You could have done anything, but you landed where you landed. So tell us that story and take us on that journey on how you found your focus. First, thanks again for having me. I'm, I'm honored to uh be on here and be able to share about my background and what I'm doing and everything else. But 
Uh, my journey is, I would like to say, unique like everyone else's, right? I'm born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts. I lived in Roxbury the majority of my life. I think one of the biggest pieces of my life that uh, had an impact is I, I lived in Boston, but I used to go uh, to school out in Reading, which is a suburb. So from first grade to high, all the way through high school, you know, I'm living in an area that, with people that look like me. Um, but going uh, to school and spending a majority of my time, you know, in the classroom with uh, people that don't look like me. And so uh, that has given me a lot of perspective in my life and just being able to, you know, kind of mingle throughout the world with people from different backgrounds, different races and everything else. And so I think that really sets the tone in terms of, you know, everything else. I went to school at Bryant University, majored in communications, played football there, uh, playing in the NFL was really my dream. I took it as far as I could with some pro days, with getting an agent and everything else. Um, my next dream or at that time was to really uh, work in social media. Unfortunately, I didn't do a lot of internships in social media uh, in college. So when I got out of college and I was trying to get a job in that field, it was really tough. Uh, thankfully, I got a job at Dana-Farber, which is a cancer hospital, and really helped with the you know, the fight against cancer, even though that wasn't my pa my passion. But I used that time not only to kind of earn a living, but also uh, to create a internship for myself. And so I started writing um, about the local music scene, the local hip hop scene, uh, interviewing artists, uh, running uh, shows, managing artists. You know, I've got to interview the Kendrick Lamars of the world, the uh, Earth Gangs, a lot of, you know, well-established talent. Eventually, I did enough on that front where I had the experience to be able to uh, kind of pitch um, my skill set and prove that I can work in the social media field. So I went to an agency for six months, influencer marketing, uh, got laid off after six months, and then uh, that brought me to Maverick, where I am today. I've been working at Maverick for the last four years, where I all-in-one influencer marketing platform. Uh, we basically help brands run influencer marketing campaigns with creators. My role has evolved there. During my first two years at Maverick, uh, I spent a majority of my time uh, executing campaigns on behalf of enterprise consumer brands, so uh, helping them really figure out what the influencer marketing program is. That eventually uh, evolved into the role I am at today, where it's really focused on innovation. So looking at the creative economy, looking at the influencer marketing world, and helping the company stay you know, up to date on everything creative economy, but more importantly, helping our customers drive value uh, through partnerships with creators on new platforms, new use cases, and really uh, thinking about the brand and creator uh, partnership much more than just, you know, social content. So long kind of background, but that's where I am today. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. And that's dope. So one of the benefits of being a giant is that you have that bird's eye view, right? That, that 30,000 foot view from the jet or, you know, you know, 10, 20 stories up from the penthouse that you've earned, right? So given that high level perspective, are there any giant non-obvious traps that you would counsel someone just now coming into this space? Or even if you could go back and talk to your younger self, and I'll go first for an example. So I'm a professional digital marketer by trade. And when I got out of high school, way back in 2002, I just went to Google and said, how do you make money online? <laughs> right. And I got a lot of bad information. There were some nuggets in there, but I got a lot of bad information because, you know, I was so very green at the time. Like I was damn near Namekian. I was so green for all my Dragon Ball Z fans out there. You know what I'm talking about. So I was really green. 
and I got a lot of bad information and there, there was no one to orient me. There was no one to say, Hey, this is good baseball. This is not good baseball. So if I could go back and talk to my younger self or talk to young professionals like I do today, I really try to counsel them against avoiding some of the um, non-ethical players in the space, which are not obvious to you when you first enter the space, because, you know, you're new with all that. And that was kind of a long lead up. Are there any, you know, from, from your vantage point now as a seasoned professional, are there any giant non-obvious traps that you would call out? When I think about kind of what worked for me, I would say that uh, you don't have to be in a particular role or a place to do the things that you want. I think a lot of times, you know, we think that in, in order to be in digital marketing, we have to have the internship. We have to we have to go go and do what we want at a company. And so as I talked about earlier, I kind of struggled with getting a job in social media because, you know, I didn't have that internship with a lot of companies wanted uh, at that time. And so I think, you know, for anyone, whether it's influencer marketing, digital marketing, or, you know, hey, you want to be, you know, a, a personal trainer, there's a lot that you can do by just doing and kind of taking your education um, into your own hands. And so, you know, you're, you can become an influencer marketing expert by, you know, writing about it, by kind of, you know, doing all the things you can do within your power to get that experience that you uh, may think that you need to get from a bigger company. And so a lot of times when I talk to folks, they often want to kind of make the transition to, you know, the creative economy industry, and they feel like they have to get a job to make that official transition. But kind of think about what I said earlier is like, I started to I use that music blog as a way to like do what I want to do. And while, you know, I was kind of, it led to spend a lot more time. It helped out in showing the companies that I want to go work for that I can do this without having to actually, you know, do the job at that particular company. It, it takes additional effort, but you'll get a lot closer by trying to do the job that you want to do, whatever it is. I dig it. I dig it. Sage advice. So another benefit of being a giant in your space is that you get to shape the landscape, right? You get to knock down trees, move mountains, and you know make things the way that you want them to be. So given your purview, what changes to the landscape are you trying to make as it pertains to digital marketing, influencer marketing? Yeah, influencer marketing has you know hasn't been around for a long, long time, and so I feel lucky to uh, have worked in it you know, for four and a half, five years. And so the way I think about it is like, you know, I want, I think, you know, you talked about me being a creator and a marketer. And so I always try to keep those two POVs. Um, I never want to be too marketer heavy and I never want to be too creator heavy. And I want to be able to share the POV from both sides because I think that's really important to kind of, you know, for the the industry to move forward, right? We often have creators saying that, you know, brands don't value them. And we have sometimes marketers saying that, you know, creators are too needy, but, you know, it's a relationship. And so by, you know, participating on both sides, um, you know, as a creator, I try to make the experience for brands great. And as a marketer too, I try to do the same thing for creators, whether it's campaigns I'm running at Maverick or, uh, you know, one-off conversations that I'm having with creators that I meet through LinkedIn or even the content that I'm creating. Um, so it's really providing transparency and kind of pushing pushing forward, you know, the idea that, you know, it's a partnership. It's creators and marketers, not creators or marketers. Like the only way that we can continue to push push things forward is by everyone looking at it as a partnership as opposed to, you know, just a transactional relationship. I love it. Balance. Balance is key to relationship building. Very, very, very solid. So we are going to take a short break. And then when we get back, we're going to continue our conversation with tiny giant Lindsay Gamble. 
my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. And we're back. So, Lindsay, I want to get a parental perspective from you. And that's irrespective if you have kids or not, because I am of the firm belief that you do not have to have children to be a parent because there's this old proverb that says it takes a village. And just part of my story, I have benefited from that village heavily. There are a lot of folks who have poured into me. So if there's a young person who you mentor, who you pour into, who you care about, guess what? You're part of that village and that meets the criteria of being a parent. So given that, you know, with everything that we've talked about, sort of the two stats on which this podcast is founded. The first one is that Lego and Harris Poll did a study and found that three times as many children wanted to be YouTubers than astronauts. And then the second one was more recently, um, I want to say October of 2022. So just a few months ago, as of this recording, Adobe did a global survey worldwide, six, six, uh, yeah, six countries around the world did a global study and found that 49%, almost 50% of Gen Z intend to pursue content creation as a career. And I have three children. I have a 13 year old, a nine year old and a six year old. And that sort of gives me pause a little bit because of this little thing called the law of large numbers, right? So the, the, the bigger something is, the, the, the wider the base, the more noise it's going to be and the more difficult it's going to be to break through. And so that being said, I'm not, to be clear, I'm not a negative daddy. Like I'm very <laughs> encouraging for my children, but like this is something that I don't think they're taking into account. So again, given your perspective, given your experience, how would you counsel someone like me who has young children who want to be creators, but also with the knowledge that, again, if everybody wants, it's, it's kind of like basketball or rapping, yeah. right? Like if everybody wants to go into the league, right? You're, you're looking at the top 0.01%, right? Not the top 1%, the top yeah. 0.01% because everybody got a hoop dream. You know what I mean? So it's my my concern is that it's going to be sort of the same sort of setup as it pertains to creators based on the Adobe research. So given those two data points, um, what would you say to someone like me? That's a great question. I, I don't have kids at the moment, but we're trying. So I, I hope to have the privilege to uh, be in that position. Um, yeah, you, you highlighted two really you know great studies and data points that reflect where we are today. It's probably a little different because I'm not a dad and I'm not in that situation or a parent. But, you know, I talked about my dream, want to play in the NFL. It didn't happen, but 
Um, I think the great thing about it, I don't have any regrets. I, I wish that, you know, I was able to accomplish that, but I took it as far as I wanted to take or I could take it at that time. And so I think it's the same thing around being a creator. You know, we only have one life to live, right? And we want to, I think we get fulfilled by doing the things that we want. And so I would, you know, encourage any parents that have kids that want to kind of go that route that's a little untraditional to, you know, kind of empower them with it, right? As kids, we dream about things that seem impossible to, you know, the, you know, the people around us. And then as, as we get older, you know, we hear a lot of, uh, pushback from our peers, from colleagues, from the world that kind of, um, you know, put it down and kind of have us not follow those dreams. And so, um, right now the creative economy is heating up. And so, you know, think about it from five, 10 years from now, there's going to be a lot more examples of people being able to be creators and entrepreneurs and kind of fa- follow their, their passions. And so obviously it's a little tougher as an individual contributor, as a creator to make that money in, in living, uh, similar to it is to get to the NBA and the NFL. And so, uh, you know, you're going to have those kids that want to do that. Maybe they're not going to be successful in doing it, but at least they can kind of pursue that dream. And if they have to go the traditional route and get a nine to five, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Also, there's kind of like what I do today where, you know, I have a job that I can pay the bills and steady, but I also do some creative work on it, the other side. So I'm able to, you know, fulfill things. I feel lucky to work in both industries, but I kind of do both at the same time. It is scary, though. <laughs> there's a lot of competition out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one last question, I'll let you go. I want to be respectful of your time on your on the agency side of things. Are, is there any one skill set or one thing that you see most creators don't have that maybe that they should sort of, you know, bone up on? And it could be a hard skill or a soft skill. So um, but is there anything that you will call out that you that you see repeatedly like they could have been a little better negotiator or they could have been did this, that or whatever have you? Yeah. I mean, I would say, you know, communication, you know, I, I've been lucky to work with some great creators throughout my career, but I always think that sometimes creative, if you don't know what a brand's, you know, wants you to do, or you have a, you know, have a question about what they want to do or you're unclear, just ask them. I feel like the, the relationships that I build with creators are really based on them following up and say, Hey, like I want, can you check this or is this what you want? And really taking that human aspect at the end of the day, it's two humans on the, the side, right? Like, you know, the marketer and the creator, and we both want to do our jobs. And so it's really not looking at it from a transactional standpoint, even though it can be like that when you're working through platforms, when you're working through email and there's just a name and not a face to it. Um, But just really, you know, have great communication skills. If you're not able to create your content on time or you have a personal issue, share with the marketer, share with the brand. I know more times than not, um, you know, on my side, I would always say that Hey, your, your health and your family come first before any type of content creation and whatnot. And I would say a lot of the brands I work with too understand that. I dig it. I dig it. Communication is key. And as they say, fortune is in the follow up. So Lindsay, this has been phenomenal. Nothing left to do, but roll out the red carpet. If you would, please share all your socials. Tell us what you got going on at Maverick. Tell us about any personal projects. The floor is yours. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Uh, you got some really great questions and uh, always honored to be able to share my POV. You can find me on everything Lindsay Gamble. I have a website, lindsaygamble.com. Um, I have a newsletter that you can sign up through the website. I also just launched my newsletter on LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn's a big platform for me. So anyone that's listening that wants to connect or follow my content or just say hi, 
Uh, hit me up on LinkedIn, Twitter. Always love having conversations with people from creators to marketers to just other folks in the industry. And I, I try to be pretty responsive. In terms of projects and stuff, um, you know, just excited for the new year and to uh, do my part with helping, you know, Maverick be the best place for uh, creators and marketers to influencer campaigns and some of our other relationships. Uh, just excited to kind of see what else evolves in the creator economy and, you know, do my part to push it forward and uh, build those relationships. Absolutely. Lindsay, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Tiny Giants is an audio companion to and the first chapter of my first book, Beyond Buzzwords. Social media, mobile and other marketing buzzwords ain't the half of it. Available on Amazon. If you enjoyed this podcast, chances are good you'll like the book, too. I'm proud to say that while the book has aged, it's not dated. Sure, some examples could be freshened up, but strategically, it's as rock solid as the day it was written. Not every author can say that. I encourage you to pick it up and leave me a rating and review. It really helps. I have like one rating on that book from my mom because she loves me, and I'm positive that you'll love it too. Head on over to tinygiants.tech for more episodes and whatever else I have going on. While you're there, leave me a voicemail with your question, comment, or feedback for improvement. I may play that voice recording on a future episode as I answer your question or address your concern. If you, your company, or school needs help with college, career, and creator readiness strategy or to book me to speak, drop me a line at t at tinygiants.tech. If you or someone you know is doing big things in small or not so small niches, or as we like to call them, tiny giants, and they will make a great guest for the show, email me at t at tinygiants.tech. Thanks for listening. And remember, you get big by going small, but to prioritize career over celebrity. But no matter what you choose, know that I'm rooting for you. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.